0: hello everyone welcome to the black shirt breakdown my name is Steve Mark I'm a staff writer at inside Nebraska and he is Jay Foreman our NFL veteran and former Nebraska black shirt Jay we are back again with another class of 2024 Husker recruit here how you doing
1: I'm doing good man it's uh you know it's never stopping you know we a little bit of pause during spring but they they picked up right where they left off and uh you know that bodes well you know they're actively working you know and uh they're trying to build it you know the team that they want and they see fit so you know, every addition is good. And now uh, once you kind of get them on campus or when they get here, then uh, then that's
0: when the real work starts. All right. And the person that we are going to be breaking down right now is Ian Flint, a six foot five, 230 pound, four star tight end from James E. Taylor High School in Katy, Texas. So um, yeah, just another uh, tight end on the board. The The Huskers in their class of 2024 have six guys in it right now half of them are from texas so um ian flint coming to nebraska from the lone star state and he has a little bit of family connection his sister amelia is actually a thrower on the track team so that is very interesting and his uh, his parents his dad also was on the track team back in the day and that's where he met his uh mother so um yeah just a a family connection there with the huskers and Ian flint is following the trend to big red. And so, um, you know, Jay, when I, when I think about Ian Flint, when I'm looking at his, um, highlights, which, which we'll get in here soon, a All big right. kid, obviously for a junior six foot five, 230 pounds. I, I almost, you know, when I'm watching him, I'm thinking maybe a, a really young, a, a bit smaller version, which is kind of funny. Cause he's six five two thirty 30 of, <laughs> of Travis Vokalek. Uh, Travis right. Vokeleg, like, you know, he, he could uh, do a little pass catching, but I think what he uh, really, really kind of excelled at and might get, get to do at the next level is blocking um, as an right. inline tight end, you know, really kind of being tough against those defensive linemen, almost like an extra tackle out there. So, right. you know, when you're when you're thinking the tight end position at, at this new nebraska offense that we're going to be seeing with with marcus satterfield marcus satterfield has been very upfront about wanting to play multiple tight ends in a game whether that's 12 personnel uh 13 just what what are your thoughts on uh, the tight end position under marcus satterfield
1: yeah i mean i think when you look back at south carolina and you know everybody goes back to that tennessee game and i always looked and, and and i talk about number 44 for south carolina where he was able to do multiple things you know he's six five I think two forty five, two fifty. You know, he could be really effective in the short area passing game. I, I felt like he was really good at resetting the the pocket. You know, for Spencer Rattler, who's a little bit shorter, um, mm-hmm. but then allowed him to get out in space. And then I think the the route combination along with the personnel really fit fit well with his play calling. So if he can, you know, replicate that, I think it's an offense that um can be pretty consistent. You know, with the crossing routes, the area routes, in in uh. You know the flood routes and stuff like that, where whereas you're eliminating the, um, the process of 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 uh, overthinking for a quarterback, and so the 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 reads are pretty clear. But then also when you're mixing in a little bit of a running game and then also quarterback run, you need tight ends that are able to be big enough to you know set reset the line of scrimmage, uh, or or hold point at the line of scrimmage, but then also be out in space and block smaller guys. And so the, this is where I think Ian Flint, you know, potentially could be where you know he's six five two thirty. Um, you know, he's not, you know, Kyle Pitts, you know, from Florida where, he, yep. you know, he was probably one of the best athletes ever to come out. But I think where you look at him, whether it's Travis Volklik or anybody like that, I think he's a big kid. Uh, he can do multiple things. Um, And so he can run good enough and he runs hard. And so I think one of the things that people don't really give credit uh, to tight ends, let's look, we're just focusing on that, is the ability to run hard when you're running these routes, right? Run them full speed, right? So you're maximizing every in and in cut, out cut, every type of fake that you're getting. And then also he has a big catch radius which also um, lessens the speed factor as far as, um, you know, going against a DB or, or a safety or a hybrid linebacker. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a guy that fits into what they're doing. I think what they're trying to do is fit into specific roles, which is obviously really, really good. And it can make you more efficient as a recruiter. And then hopefully as a developer, because you can see, Hey, I see you at this spot this is what I envision you doing. And then when a player comes in, he kind of knows what he has ahead of him. He can really work more efficiently. So I think that's what they're trying to do. I can't speak for him, but that's what it looks like from the outside looking in. And if that's the the truth, then you know, you'd like to think that the recruiting classes will be more impactful year in and year out.
0: It looks like Ian Flint, his top two were Nebraska and Kansas. So Bob Weger coming also from the state of uh, Texas from the high school ranks that Arlington Martin gets a nice win here um, over Lance Leipold with the Kansas Jayhawks. So let's go into uh, Ian Flint's uh, highlights here. And, you know, Jay, you mentioned running hard. Um, yeah. Ian Flint runs hard. And I think this first play, we have four total, two, two receptions and two blocking plays from Ian here. Um, right. He he just goes right up the middle of the field here. And, and like you said, he runs hard and, and gets over that second level. And, and the quarterback finds him over that second second linebacker level.
1: Yeah, being from Katy, Texas, in you know uh, the Houston area, the football down there is really, really good. So the competition levels there. But look, he has a good release right there, high points the ball, um, and then you know he's out there, he's being physical and he's running uh, a seam route. You like it? It's, it's a good route there. He knows when he's open. He beat the uh, you know play side linebacker right there, and uh, it's a big explosive play. And so I like it to where there's no wasted steps. Right, good outside release, arc release, what they like to call. Uh, Obviously a bad read by the linebacker. That's a double minus and you got beat on play action and you forgot who you were guarding, but (laughs) it's a little bit of a cover two action here. And so this is realistic evaluation here, right? Up the middle. uh, He high points the ball. Wasn't scared to get hit. If you know, the potential of getting hit by safety uh, catches it. So the, the, you know, when you're talking about a guy that runs hard, now granted, they can get in with a speed coach and that's going to help him get faster. But what then also, what I also like is the ability to get up on that second level defender and make his read even harder like i like the the ability to get out into his route right and what i mean by that is you see number 92 is a pretty good sized defensive end he avoids them right and he almost influences them for for the offensive tackle so he's doing two jobs in one good release mm-hmm. right there quarterback does a good job read it read the play side linebacker right on the money a little bit high but i like that what he what, what i always talked about when we talked about other um you know skill position guys he high points the ball goes up and gets it catch radius is good comes down with it makes explosive play so this is him playing tight end um you know the competition down there in katie is pretty good uh not pretty good it's, it's one of the best in the nation now when i talked about being multiple right now we're in the second mm-hmm. play being able to play in a different position now you're seeing him maybe in a feature position a little bit of a bubble screen but he has the athletic ability as you know in some form or fashion to do it now is just a little bit of a kind of skinny post. The scene catches it back to busted coverage. but again, he's going across the middle and and uh, you know, look, he's he's there and he makes the play he needs to make and he and he beat a little bit of a coverage there by the safety. And uh, you know, right there, you see him in and out of his breaks pretty good. And you know, obviously, you want to see him get a little bit faster, but that's like you know, pulling hairs right now as a junior. Uh, it's pretty good things that you're seeing here from a, a guy that you're having come in and play the tight end position he looks like a tight end he doesn't have to grow into tight end he's six foot five looking at his tape he's he's easily 230 you know and so that you see that big frame the coaches are thinking get him into our weight program into our kind of facility you know he could get up to 240 and carry it pretty easy not even look any different than he is on tape right now and that's all on top of getting bigger faster and stronger so you know when you're evaluating these guys you you know sometimes i think people that are looking at they're looking they're, they're trying to project an end product when this isn't even the first chapter in their book right and so what they're you know when you look at it from a scouts perspective what does he do well what can we get him to do even better and what can we improve on and they're probably seeing a lot there especially starting with his frame and his football uh acumen and the competition level playing down there in houston texas
0: and i'm sure jay you know like through your experiences playing football sometimes those big guys when they get going when they stretch their legs out long yeah. striders i mean they're faster than you think right
1: yeah yeah i think once he gets past that 15 you know they're they, you know they're they're like a uh you know 18 wheeler once they get going they're hard yeah. to stop and so you saw that with even like and, and i'm not by no means comparing him to a hall of famer rob gronkowski but rob gronkowski was faster after 20 yards than he was in the first 20 mm-hmm. what made him really unstoppable was it was his catch radius and his ability to use his size and so if ian comes in and learns how to be an effective route runner in this system and they feature the tight end position, uh, whether it's him or anybody else, you know, they will be a big factor moving forward. And so it's up to him to come in and do the work. And look, there he's a big piece of clay mm-hmm. right now. And they they view that they can make a masterpiece out of him uh, based on his uh, size frame and, and his competition level at high school.
0: Yeah, you, you bring up an uh, excellent point. And, and uh, Ian's commitment interview, he committed, I, I believe it was two days after Nebraska's spring game on April 24th. Um, he mentioned in his, uh, interview with our own Greg Smith, that he was excited to get to, to get to know and to get to work with Corey Campbell, the strength and conditioning coach. So, you know, I, I think Ian himself understands you know, he, he's got the physical tools right now. He's got the size, the God given size. And now the next step is to, you know, work on movement and everything and, and just become a better player. But like you said, Jay, he's only a junior in high school right now. He's got his whole senior season ahead of him. Right. He's, he's got so much more room to grow and, you know, it's, it's not fair to, uh, to kind of label him something right now. Cause he's just so young, but, um, right now let's, let's get into the final two plays here uh just just some blocking action he'll he'll do a lot of blocking at nebraska obviously they want right. to run the football they say they do so uh i, I thought it was nice to get get to two of these blocking plays in here
1: right yeah you i mean what you look for here is just being a willing blocker and that's what you see right here you see pretty good leg drive you know if you're in, in finishing the play you always like to see offensive linemen tight ends or anybody like that even defensive players how well do they finish now granted we're looking at his highlight tape but you like it to where you know he's coming off the ball good leg drive obviously I'm going to be nitpicky, like him to be a little bit lower, but he's a big old tall kid. So teaching him about leverage, that's going to be the tight ends coach. And so, again, what they're seeing here, you know, you're not seeing. (laughs) You're not the guys that are getting drafted or do well in the NFL. They are not good blockers coming into the NFL. So they wouldn't they weren't good blockers in college. And so what you have to do is be in a willing blocker and you have to have some savvy to you. You have to have a good coach and know the technique of it and the fundamentals of it. And actually, you know, from him, you can tell by his coaching, he has pretty good fundamentals because his his feet come off pretty good. They're really uh, short, choppy steps. And, um, you know, he's he's playing underneath his pads. And you see that right there, no wasted steps, getting into his guy. Then he's trying to roll his hips or flip his hips to reset the edge there. And I'm assuming that this play is trying to get outside, but obviously the Maroon team does a really good job of, destroying it but we're looking at the tight end position where he's the guy that at the, when the film stops you know he's still on his guy and he's finishing a block and so um he's a willing blocker uh he, you know he has a good base of fundamentals of how to get into guys and I think he's going to be a guy that to you know as long you know when he gets into the weight program with uh, coach Coleman and, and gets bigger faster stronger uh he'll be an effective player you know what I call on and off the ball right that means off the ball being a receiver on the ball being a somewhat of a blocker and so I think it's a good thing and then he right here you like to see is him blocking his space right so when you when you can be multiple and as far as where you line up and all, when you're an offensive threat in the pass game you have to be the same in the run game right so you see him here you he kind of a little bit of a flex you know Here as a tight end mm-hmm. you know obviously the linebacker is a little bit nervous about him you know as a receiver So here, what I like is he gets into his guy. You saw him from being 6'5", 230 pounds. I don't know what point in time in the the game it is. But when you see right at the point of contact for him to really drop his hips and try to get his hands inside, allows him to finish the guy, what, 5'10", maybe even close to 10 yards down the field, or maybe even 12 yards down the field to get him a nice little pancake block, right? So if you go back to here, see him come off right here. They get out about the 44-yard line. You see how he dropped his hips right there? right about now see how he got into Mm -hmm. him so he sprinted to him and then i I like to say he killed grass you know finds his opponent gets into him nose to nose like i like to say right drops his hips and watch his hands fire inside right there see that's a good teaching tape as far as um high school coaches teaching you know their tight ends how to block in space these guys are quicker right and whether it's a linebacker or db right here you got them on your heels right and you get your hands inside once you get your hands inside it's not a holding ref is right there he's watching the whole time and the hands are staying inside along with the leg drive and there's no separation right so that means the defensive player can isn't trying to get to the play because there's such good blocking technique by the tight end here has him inside on the breastplate, and he's just driving them into the ground so they they locked up there at the 44 yard line and he if he can get them court towards the uh 36 yard line you know that's a good about 10 yards down the field and a pancake so you know that's a definitely a plus when you're thinking about evaluating a player as far as playing the tight end position at the next level ability to drop your hips in space for a big tall guy uh hands inside and run your feet not only that what he did before it came off the line of scrimmage like it was a pass play got up to his opponent killed grass that means he pitter patted his feet got a good base fired his hands dropped his hips and then the rest was history so um you know, I look for him. One, you know, he's probably having a good off season, you know, or a good summer, and then he's going to have a good fall. Um, so I'm sure when you, you know, when they show little highlights during the year, he's going to be, you know, looking even better on tape. Um, and I'm sure his production to go up. And you know, now that he has his decision, you know, where he's committed to, I think it's going to, you know, allow him to kind of focus on getting ready to, you know, be a contributor or be, you know, solidify himself in the class, you know, coming in 2024. So. You know, I think it's a good, uh, you know, it's a good, you know, get for Nebraska. Um, I think sometimes fans always think when they, you know, recruiting, they're like, "Oh, we need, you know, they're gonna go recruit twenty five superstars." The best classes have your bell cows, um, your guys that fits needs and and play roles which he could do, and then mm-hmm. you have two or three surprises, right? Guys that are developmental guys and you're like, man, he turns into, I don't know, second or third or maybe first team all Big Ten, and then now as you're starting to recruit now you have tangible uh, results of what you can tell players what you can be. And so I think when you do that, I think sometimes, uh, you know, you, you'll sneak up on them where you might have a class at whatever rank it is right now. And then if you had to re- redo the class, you know, in two years, you're 10 spots higher because you had some production and development in there. And so, um, you know, I think there's a lot there and, and uh, you know, I think he fits a need and he has a lot of potential and that's why he's coming to Nebraska.
0: Jay, before he we- before we get out of here I, I wanted to ask you one more thing you mentioned pad level playing with good pad level it's got to be really hard for the gigant, gigantic guys out there right, right. so I, I think back at some of the 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 large nebraska dudes the really tall ones like uh, austin right. allen travis volk was was six seven i believe um you right. have ty robinson playing on the, the d line interior d line at six six sometimes it's hard for these guys to to maybe just like always play with great pad level that you need in in when you're uh, taking on blocks so i guess coming from your point of view what is the challenge and how do you how do you just like teach these guys to you know these giants who it's 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 a lot harder than if you're six three or six four you know to play with really good pad level how how, just how do you attack that
1: well i mean they have different tools they use at practice you know they have the shoots that they go into and it's just something that you got to teach them you know and look nobody's a finished product coming in the High school, I think I think sometimes you know, like I said you know before is that people are looking at the end product of even in Dominican Sue, Jason Peter, Grant Wistrom, what they left as, but they forget what they came in as. And so you have to develop fundamentals and, and techniques, even from a you know, a high school program that's pretty, you know, well thought of across the nation in Houston, Texas. So, you know, you got to come in and teach them how you do things, teach them how to block at the Big Ten level, blocking at KD, Texas, and their high school is different than blocking in the Big 10 You know, that goes without saying. And then you just teach them how to play with good, you know, pad level. And it's, it's going to be, you know, Ian's got to get better at it. They got to teach him at it. And then it becomes a way of life. And and then you got to keep getting better at the little things. And so, you know, being tall does take a little bit more effort to play with good pad level. But then also, if you look at the gait, right, if you have really long legs, then it's a little, it's even harder. But if you have a, a good proportion from, you know, waist up to waist down, then that's a little bit easier. So, it, it, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And also you have to know when to really, really drop your hips and when to not. And sometimes you can engulf guys and be in a, be a little bit more erect or tall, and then you can kind of do the things uh, you need to. But the biggest thing is have the want to and the, and the foundation of fundamentals of blocking um, and, and doing the things you need to do uh, in order to be successful. So once you get that, and then you can kind of teach them little techniques on how to play even lower and also play lower when it really really counts. and I think that's something that when you look at Nebraska's teams in the past in the last couple of years where the pad level of all the positions got like, over the game got higher and higher. so I think this mm-hmm. coaching staff has really emphasized pad level fundamentals and technique because once the game gets kind of into the you know win or lose type of stages third and fourth quarter you want to make sure you're able to be as physical as possible you know, down the stretch.
0: Absolutely. Good stuff. Okay, Jay, um, that was Ian Flint. That was the Blackshirt Breakdown for Ian Flint out of Katy, Texas, James E. Taylor High School. And we will be back with yet another Blackshirt Breakdown whenever the Huskers snag another 2024 guy. We'll see you guys later.